Hello, welcome to Transform Together's first podcast with my bestie, Danielle. I'm Leslie, and we're here today to talk a bit about our origin stories and what we built this cool thing, Transform Together. And Danielle, um, it's going to be fun today, asking each other questions we secretly wrote ahead of time, putting each other on the spot. <laughs> so, um, what do you want to? T- what should we tell folks about, like our origin story together? We've been we've been connected for a long time. Yeah, we have been. We okay. So we do have some fun questions, um, but I do want to say that uh, Leslie, I I started with you a long time ago when our kids were just really little, and I was lucky enough to be in your presence walking down the school hallway and watching you come down the hallway. You were at the time Miss Giddings uh teacher and I was in awe. So that's my first memory of you and from there it's just been it's just been amazing. So that's funny because what I remember about that time is very yeah. different. Um, yeah. Yes, we had small children. And yes, I remember walking down the hall and I remember choosing shoes that would make quite a bit of noise going down the hall. Click, click, mm-hmm. click, 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 like the old school teachers, because I wanted the kids in my class to know I was coming so that they could get their hat together before I stepped <laughs> in the room. So um I don't know if that worked subliminally or not for them, but that was part of my strategy. A little bit of that, she's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it did because I heard those heels clicking and uh I looked up I was as I was putting my son's coat on and there you were. Uh um you know just a great positive aura um in in charge but not in charge in a in an overbearing way in charge in a hey I see you way and you walked by me and you said hello and your son's cubby was right next to mine so I guess you were getting something out of his cubby but just your way of uh, looking out for not only my son Eber but also the whole family and taking us all in um, said to me oh I like her style I like how uh, she's able to see the whole picture the big picture which I am like that. And so from that moment, it was a kindred spirit moment. And I was like, I, I hope that Eva ends up in her class. Right, because at the time I was teaching older kids and our yeah. kids were in the, in the younger kids class. I think it's really neat to think about the way we, um, the way we've parented our parenting journeys um, and how that's connected to our um, our professional journeys and then our entrepreneurial journeys. I was thinking today about how we're recording this during March break and like it's chaos. Like what was I thinking? Recording a podcast during March break with three kids in my house, you know, but actually um, I really cared that they knew I was doing that today. Like, Pay attention to me. The world does not revolve around just you people here. It's yeah. kids. Um, I'm doing cool things too. And that's been a really important part of uh, certainly my journey into entrepreneurship. Once I'm no longer the, the teacher in the classroom with that identity, I really yeah. have in, right, to this identity as a person who builds things. Like, what's my job? I build things. I'm an entrepreneur. I create space. Um, and part of that has been with you uh, building and creating Transform Together. So 
Well, like who knew, like all those years ago, um, that we would be here today doing this together and, uh, building this, uh, this new home for our professional selves and our, our regular selves, our family selves. Who knew, right? Back to, I, I am, I am very, very blessed that you're, you're still in my life and will be for a long time. Um, so I have a, I have a couple of questions and I know you have some questions for me. So do you mind if I shoot one question? Sure. Uh, to you? And it does relate to our origin stories, but like what made you create this transform together? What was it? What was it that sparked you to go, hmm, I can do this? So I don't know if it's conscious. I wouldn't say it was conscious at the time. But now that I'm reading a lot about people and their quiet quitting, right, and what's yeah. disengaging people in the workplace, I can see some of those same issues were issues for me probably most of my working life. So, like, let's say, you know, a solid 15 to 18 years in, like, the education sector or in nonprofit work, that that type of thing. Um, for me, autonomy was a real issue, um, and so was a sense of belonging. So this mm. idea of not wanting, you know, I'm not a writer who needs to be in in a room by myself to do my best work, right? I want to connect with people. I want to belong to something bigger than myself. Um, but for me, autonomy was really important. So being able to, like, use the muscles I have, which are, like, like serious self-reflection skills and, you know, perceptions about what's going on in the world and, and the need to be able to like make my own good decisions and not have to justify those to somebody else, especially juggling parenting and working. I think those, those things really, I I couldn't have articulated it at the time. I just knew that I didn't really fit or I felt frustrated a lot or I wasn't flourishing. But now when I look back and I apply some of those concepts that everybody's talking about, right? Workplaces uh, work best these days when, when workers have, the most autonomy possible to get the job done the way that they know how to do it best. Um, and also this idea that we, we do need to belong. We want to belong to something that matters. And so mm-hmm. those two mm-hmm. things I think are definitely part of our journey. Do you, can you think of something else that you know about me that I didn't say in that? Answer? Uh, oh no. I, well, always, you, you know, you always, um, I think that, what I what I most like about you is you really know yourself so well. So uh what you just said to me really, really makes my heart uh patter. Uh and something else I know about you though is that um this business of wanting to belong um and uh and and needing a place to to flourish with flair I think that you've always, even before, even before we started this business, you're always looking at what, what mindset was about all the time and you drew that out in people. And this is why I think you're such a good builder. Um, and, and I think probably why it draws you, it drew you in like, okay, actually I could build a business because I already have the mind structure, the mind, um, wireframe in my mind about how that should go. Um, so using those skill, those autonomous skills, and that so resonates with me too. Um, you, you, 
mindset really does matter for you. It really does. Um, and you make, you make us all think about that all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, what you said really resonated with me. And so that, that's, that's one of our, that's one yeah. of our things, right? Mindset. One of our shared values, right? Yeah. Mindset is one of our shared values. So another one is, yeah. um, something that we have learned on the journey and that is around self-advocacy. So this idea that not only do we have particular mindset about how we approach problem solving or how we think about the world around us, we have this understanding that it's no good to anybody if I can't communicate that for myself, right? No one can read my mind as much as I think that they just should. They can't, right? So that ability to articulate or advocate for myself, but what I see in, in you and your career is that ability that you developed um, to be an advocate for yourself in your own journey and then how you have applied that um, in jobs and roles where maybe that wasn't even asked of you. Like no. nobody actually cared about that and you were doing it before it was a buzzword, right? Yeah. So yeah. Do you think you could tell me, I don't know, maybe about a time when you remember being a real advocate? Um, or, or sorry, impo- like helping someone become a self-advocate, that idea that you knew how to do that for you. And then like, you know, you must, it just oozes out of you. So maybe not even consciously remember, but like. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah thank you for, thank you for that. Um, I think that um, just being who I am and. Uh, the life experiences that I've had, I've, you know, I've had to uh, self-advocate all the time and I don't mind it. It's the, that's, that's what you have to do as a human being and as a contributing person. Right. Um, but, but in the, the recent years, realizing that there have been many instances of microaggressions against me that I wasn't even aware of at the time, but like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, that happened. Um, and I, how did I get myself out of that? You know? Uh, and that is, that's that muscle of, Oh, well, that's not good enough for me. So why would it be good enough for you? And, and I think that translates to, to really well to, to counseling and to, um, supporting people who are trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to get around their pay points or how to, you know, figure out how, how to deal with loss is, um, being able to be in touch with what, what it is I actually need, uh, to, to get through and or make a difference, um, knowing that and then teaching other people what it is they need or want and then figuring out a path how to do that, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's what I think about self-advocacy. And you're, you're right. I don't really think about it too often. I just, just do it. Yeah. And, and it's cool that the, the, thing we've built right transform together as our company allows you to use that superpower with your clients but it also allows you to use that superpower with other practitioners that we bring on right to help people explore what their values are what kind of work they want to do their own understanding of mindset and autonomy you're like you know the clinical director not just of you know the clients we serve but you know, of our, our team as a whole, right? In that ability. Right, yeah. Um, what gets you excited well, about that kind of work? Well, I was just going to say that really <laughs> makes me excited. 
um, when someone is able to, when a practitioner or a client or even family member, friend is able to come up against something that's challenging, something that they weren't expecting, something that's hard, something that <clears throat> frustrating, they come up against it, but they're able to see past it and think of the possibilities at that moment that people are able to see that. Whoa, that makes me excited because then I can see that they have hope and are able to use that hope to drive. Even that, that one little glimmer of, Oh, I can see past it. That's the magic stuff. So that makes me really excited. And when we have, um, one practitioner who's joined us, uh, Brittany, uh, who we'll talk about, uh, who will join us later. Um, when I, when we first met her and I could see that she wanted to do, um, do some fantastic work on top of the work she was already doing. And she could see on the other side, this is where I want to go, but I don't know how to get there. I was like, oh, yes, I know that feeling. And me too, I feel that some days. But if I know, if, if, if I see, feel that glimmer of hope and you see that glimmer of hope, then we together, like for sure together, we can make it happen for sure. So that's kind of what we did for each other, right? We took that yeah. leap of faith together and said, okay, well, if we, we can see what we can each build for ourselves in terms of work. So, you know, for folks at home, right, like I mostly focus on educational consulting. So working with families whose kids need support, um, mostly in the public school system. Yeah. And I also um, uh, love to work with groups, sort of an extension of my teaching, but um, is more about getting out of the way so that groups can help uh, or Sorry, getting out of the way so that groups can um, solve problems that they need to together. But as we all know from group work, that's never easy in a group. So when I say get out of the way, what I really mean is create that space, right? Build the space, yeah. build the process so that a group can come um, to, to the answer they need to, whether it be strategic mm-hmm. planning or um, designing a new program or, you know, any of those things. So those are the two main areas of work that we could see that I would really continue to flourish if we could create a business where I could do that. And then we created this um, space as well for you to be able to provide clinical counseling. Um, but we like uncovered this other cool thing, right? Which is the helping other practitioners do what we did because yeah. we didn't realize until afterwards that it's actually pretty unique that we sort of created this for ourselves and we have that vision. Um, do you think of, can you remember that sort of aha moment where where it kind of came to you like wait a second <laughs> oh, it's good that you asked me that question because it kind of it was honestly it was after we started thinking about um asking Brittany if she would be interested and around the same time we were thinking about marketing, but we didn't know what we wanted to do about it. And somehow, as we were talking with Brittany and trying to figure out um, what the best way to support her business, we started, I think we started writing some things down about our values and 
um, how they apply to our everyday, how we live by them and work by them every day. And out of that popped out a, a bit of a structure from, from that. And, and I remember as we were getting, we were, you know, looking at what we were going to do for, for marketing and that sort of thing. And I remember you and I talking in, in my, <laughs> in my office slash studio slash storage room area of my house. <laughs> and we were talking together and you said, I can see that we, I can see we have a, a way about us, a, a thing that we do. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, we, what is this thing that we do? Why, why does it work so well? And what is it that, um, that, that Leslie and I can offer to other people together? Uh, so, so, you know, there's this thing that we do stuck with me. And then, so then, you know, you encouraged me as you always do to write something down. Um, and, uh, so I did, uh, and together, through it, writing and discussions with you, figured out that, hey, we, I want other people to feel this feeling of, of, of freedom, of, um, that, of being able to, uh, go back and take the idea that you've always had, that you've always wanted to explore and actually sit down and really explore it to the point of actually doing it. Um, and taking that, that feeling of a, of a dream and making it actually, you know, come to fruition in a way that supports. Now, both of you and I are really, um, involved in our communities, do some volunteer work, uh, want our, 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 our communities to grow. God bless you. You're doing all of the hockey association stuff. I could never do it. I could never do it. Um, and I am, um, immersed in, uh, community theater and love it. Um, uh, but we're busy growing those two communities with the hope that our own community where we live in the East End actually gets, gets better for our kids and for ourselves. Um, and we know, I know for myself that doing that uh, one by one, practitioner by practitioner or client by client actually really does work because that's how you, you build community is making those connections. So um, yeah, that's a, that was a great question. I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. We, what is that thing we do? And it's, it's opening up other people's minds to their possibilities and their dreams. But also there's a, there's a, don't you find there's a little thing that because you and I've been sort of through the ringer professionally, um, that, you know, there's a, there's a, that period of disenchantment that we've each experienced. Certainly um, my, I experienced with, um, my last job and if, just not feeling like I, I connected or fit in and, um, and that my skills weren't being used, like all of those things. Um, when we, you and I sat down together and talked about those, you know, those things that we weren't using that we wish we could, like, it turns out it all comes down to who, uh, our value, our set of values, who we get to work with every day, 
um, and who who are the people that uh, we get to influence and who are we influenced by internally all the time. So, yeah, that's, that's the secret sauce right there. It is, I, right? I really like the point that you made there at the end. This is the part that's really um, it helps me to know that we're on the right track for the long haul. And that yeah. is that we are interested in who is going to shape us. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure in every job I've ever worked that I looked around and thought, oh, I'm so excited that my career journey is going to be shaped by you over there and you over there. I know that was never, never something that occurred to me, rightly or wrongly. It never occurred to me. And so that's really been baked in to our conversations with new people that, that we might work with is, you know, how exciting are these possible practitioners in terms of shaping us. So like I, I really want my professional practice to be shaped by people who are outside my own domain, right? Mm-hmm. I want to live that intersectional identity where I'm not just shaped by, you know, educational theory or I'm not just shaped by, you mm-hmm. know, principles of good facilitation. Um, I, I want to be that ultimate generalist. And to me, bringing people around the table who have, um, who have experience from whole different perspectives, whether lived yeah. experience or professional experience, is really one of the great joys of choosing who we work with. Like, we get to choose. <laughs> because Not because they're all like us, but because um, we share a value with them that they're going to mm-hmm. shape us. Yeah. Um, that happened. Um, we'll chat more when we, yeah. when we connect with Brittany on, on our podcast. But that's one of the things we want to talk about is that, that process of being shaped by other people at the same time, right, as helping them see yeah. uh, their way forward. So we have a really cool logo for our business. Yes. And um, hand-drawn, hand-created um, early in our, our business life and our entrepreneurial journey. And at the time, we knew a lot about um, – why we wanted our logo, which is a tree for those of you who yeah. haven't seen it. Not just any tree, a very special tree. Danielle will explain right. it. Um, but we didn't necessarily have our business name as thought through as we did our logo. Like our logo right. had so much research and development that went into and, and great questions and insights and trying to capture as all art tries to do, trying yeah. to capture, right? A real spirit. Um, and our business name was honestly a placeholder. Like, I remember it being an active placeholder until we figure out what we're going to call ourselves. Oh, and I just love that we have never wondered what the name should be otherwise. Yeah. Um, Transform Together has turned out to be exactly what we are interested in doing um, mm-hmm. ourselves together as entrepreneurs, yep. with our clients, um, helping practitioners do that with their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and shaping the community. So I kind of think that that's a cool part of our origin story is that we're both so over-intentional in our logo design and totally unable to name ourselves. <laughs> the oh, my goodness. But it so reflects us, right, that logo, because it's a tree, and, and we're all about, like, finding a place to a sustaining a place to learn and grow together. Like that's what we're all about. And the tree, which has 
the the two types of trees. It's a sort of a, a nice blend of the two kinds of trees that Leslie and I like. Um, a, a beautiful birch tree and a, a beautiful maple tree growing together. But um, more importantly, it's the roots and uh, that we that that we really enjoy about the logo. And I think it, we we like that the roots because we both see how when when uh when people or families or communities have solid roots they know who they are they know their their history um and they know how they interconnect they, that uh level of uh of solid foundation is what brings up the the uh, the strengths of of the community or the strength of the tree just like a, a tree and uh and bears good fruit um so it's it's all it is all about the roots and how the the you know um how people are able to draw each other in and connect and um and recognize each other's differences um but still to come together to to grow something together and there's a little piece of me that you know is a, is a gardener i like to call myself gardener of souls and you're a builder so it's a it's a lovely combination of of those two things Mm-hmm. I don't have a segue into another question. Oh. Maybe you do. Well, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> niches uh, because mm. you and I have specific niches. And I think that's what really helped us in the beginning because both of us had an idea in our mind about what we wanted to do. You had been doing tutoring business uh, before me for a few, several years before me and quite successful in, in connecting with, with, uh, with families out, uh, out in, uh, in the world, um, offering them, but you could see a need for some, for maybe other things or other supports. And, and, and so that's why you, you tapped on my shoulder to, to think about coming on and offering some of the families some counseling and therapy th- services, which was lovely. But I wanted you to, can you talk to me a little bit about why you think niche, having a, a specific niche is so important and, you know, maybe, you know, why it worked out so successfully for the two of us to our niches to, to, to come together? I think one of our values um, is authenticity, right? So this idea that you don't have to be everything to everybody, which is like liberating statement, right? For us to be able to say, I don't, I don't have to be everything to everybody. Um, I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. I don't have to be a good fit for everybody. I have to know who I am and I have to know who I can serve well. And that does come with experience and it comes with some practice, right? And it comes with some, some fails as well. Yeah. But this idea that our, our niche for who we serve in the community comes out of who we truly are, um, uh, not just as practitioners, but who we are as people, right? So who do we, not only who do we have a soft spot for or a curiosity for or an interest in, but in our own experience, who have we made a, the biggest impact on? And um, that really, I think, is is like an intersection of our of our authenticity, of um, our ability to really learn from experiences working uh, with different types of clients, um, and also to be focused. So 
We've been focused not on marketing to everyone, actually, right? We've been running a business already for years with no marketing. Why is that? Because we've really known who we want to work with. um, And, you know, word of mouth, when you're good at working with with a certain type of person, they tell other people. So that has been really important to, to the core of our business, this idea that not everybody needs to know you. Yes. In fact, most people don't need to know you because you're not most people's cup of tea. You won't be a good fit for everyone, and you don't need to be. What you need to be is exceptionally good, stellar, sparkly, fabulous with the people <laughs> who who um, are your niche um, clients. And so for me personally, I feel like I have a couple of niches, right? When I work in, in facilitation, my heart is really in nonprofit communities and volunteer communities where they're working in groups and they don't even get paid to work in a group. Like group work is hard and they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. They want to make a difference and being able to work in a facilitator capacity in that type of mm-hmm. environment is just thrilling because you can make such an impact um, by creating great great process and great space to help a group um, get, get what it needs to get done often mm-hmm. quicker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and with clients, with, with families, I mean, I'm really interested in the families who are wondering the curious families. They're not, it's not out of anxiety that they're wondering that or trying to figure out what's, what their kid needs or what's best for their kid. It's because they're genuinely curious. So yeah. often folks who spend time talking with other parents, um, you know, asking each other, being vulnerable about how hard it is to know what the right thing to do is, like the kind of parents that I tend to get along with when I'm out in the world parenting my own kids. You know, there's yeah. often kindred spirits who are just, right. we're doing the best we can, we want the best outcomes, and we have a sense of feeling humble about the fact that every kid is different and and we don't know and we need our community to help us figure out you know these mysterious little children packages right that arrive with no instructions so um that would be you know where I feel my heart is and then I just love the idea of helping uh, practitioners or or people who've been in jobs that that it hasn't been satisfying. I mean, mm-hmm. if we can help two or three or a hundred, or it doesn't matter, but g- getting people from feeling unstuck to being able to see a possible yeah. future and yeah. to leverage their own authenticity, their own ability to self-advocate, uh, their mindset to create something like what we've created, whether it's with us at Transform Together or on their own out in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. that like, there's nothing like it. It's just so exciting. So um, I think, yeah, niche is a really important part of what has made us very successful. I really like how you described your niche. Um, and um, and I'm drawn to it uh, in part because I, I get to work with some of the same families. We get to collaborate on some of those uh, those those same families and same parents and same issues, uh, but also because um, the curiosity piece, the the playfulness is really, really important. Something you didn't mention is diversity. And one of the things I like about your client um 
fan is like very diverse kind of uh, mix of clients uh, that you've worked with over the years and families with interesting um, and challenging backgrounds uh, from all over the world, all over the city, like that, just the interesting, oh, you know, I never thought of it like that. I need to re, re, uh, rejig my mind to thinking of it with that lens, those families. Yeah, you've brought a lot of those, uh, to me and I, I thank you for that. It, and it has allowed me to, um, think of, uh, think of, um, my clinician skills and uh, the way I see the world, um, not only for my clients, but for my family in a different light. And that's all because of that openness to, to, uh, to diversity and openness and playfulness and curiosity. So you're, you're just amazing with that, with families like that. Um uh, I had one other question, and, it, and it, it relates back to something you said earlier, and that is about how you uh, help uh, groups get out of their own way. And this is—I wondered if you want, could tell me about what what fires you up about that that work, that specific work, uh, your facilitation work, and getting out of groups' own way, or or showing a path, them a path to getting out of their own way. feels like I have to do my recertification in this <laughs> moment. Quick, quick. <laughs> well, you'll be prepared. <laughs> um, my professional recertification, yes. So, okay, the real answer is mm-hmm. I often think I know what a group just needs to do. Like if everybody would just stop and let me boss them around, it's like my inner four-year-old, just listen to me now. You do this, you do this, and you do this. Lo and behold, adult life has turned out that being your best four-year-old self does not help anybody in the world, right? So <laughs> what other option is there? And for me, it's um, it's about understanding that um, someone has to be tasked with creating the space and holding the space mm-hmm. towards the goal. Because everybody else in the room is doing the important work or the important task. So we used to think of it like when we did group work in school, like, oh, someone will be the recorder and someone will be the timekeeper and someone will be. But we never think who's going to be the the process facilitator, who's going to decide on which, like how we're going to get from where we are, where we need to go. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, how, um, we we tend to just sit down as a group and expect that the how will either be clear to everybody from the outset um, because there's an inner four-year-old somewhere <laughs> telling people how to do it um, and people have not bought in. And so that yeah. is a huge challenge I see in groups. And then you get disengagement really quickly and, and group work humans coming together with all of their diversity and applying themselves to a group task is actually some of the most unique and amazing things we can do as human beings. And yet we can so mm. easily go sideways, right? We get disengaged, we get frustrated, we, um, so we give up on things, we don't, we don't say all the things we might say. So for me, that idea of it's not surprising that we, we joke in our culture about meetings being terrible and nobody likes meetings. It's because nobody's in charge 
of deciding on how we're going to get through the meeting. How are Mm -hmm. we going to connect with each other? How are we going to make sure we're on the same page about the problem? How are we going to actually hear diversity in our conversation? How are we going to capture our results and so that we can propel ourselves forward? Um, it is, I guess, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what excites me. It's just, it's a missing piece. It's a missing piece. It, it does. It does because uh, I've seen, I've seen you in action, uh, several times. And, and it's funny you started with describing your four year old that wants to tell everybody what the, what, what they should do because you have an amazing vision. However, I've never seen that come out in a group setting and you, uh, you, uh, somehow always manage to make space, uh, for people to come to their own conclusions and own decisions. Um, and see the writing on the wall um, through their own uh, through their own lens, and that I think is a is a talent and a skill. Uh, it's a it's a superpower that you have, um, and and so I like how do you hold yourself back from letting that four year old scream out? That's the thing. I have to focus on process. So if I have to focus on process, you know, that's what keeps me from being the obnoxious participant even in a group, right? Right. So focusing my energy in more productive ways. I love it. (laughs) And so great that I could create a niche where I'm giving my best to the world as opposed to my inner (laughs) (laughs) four-year-old. Well, had a lot of fun today chatting about – about our origin stories, about our niches, about our values, about the kind of people we hope to attract, not just as clients, but other practitioners who might listen to this and think, wow, I'd love to have coffee with those folks. Um, We would love to have coffee with you, right? Wherever you happen to be in the world. Um, And uh, we're excited to continue our podcast journey, different episodes, including introducing you to um, some of our colleagues and um, interesting folks that we've worked with um, over the last little while. So thanks for joining me. Lots of laughs and fun today. No, you're welcome. And thank you. Uh, Thank you for, I feel like you've been hosting me and that's lovely. So thank you, Leslie. You can host the next one. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't care. I felt really well taken care of today. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to having some more talks with you, Leslie. It's, uh, it's actually great to, uh, to chat with you and, um, spend this extra little time, uh, thinking of, of where we're going, uh, with, with Transform Together. Mm. Until next time. <laughs>